0: Crawl space, I i I Hey, it's crawl space. I am Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you not live from outside of my closet. Hi everyone. Hi. I have restarted this like 14 times and really three times, but it's kind of starting to annoy me. Um, The first two times I restarted it because I don't really yawn or anything ever in the world. But then when I get behind this microphone, I just start yawning. It was annoying me. And then the second two times I started, uh, my computer is freezing, which is so weird. I don't love it. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens so far. So good. Uh, it's, I, I'm feeling a lot of emotions. I'm feeling a lot, mostly good stuff. Um, I am right now. So remember how I told you I got a new neighbor. I don't know. It's been like two, three weeks at this point. I don't know if I told you I met him, but I met him and he's just like this, like, I don't know, little old man. I don't know how old people are. I, I'm not good at it. Like when people, I, I'm on TikTok or I'm trying to get back on TikTok. That's a whole other thing. But, um, a guy commented on a video, there was like a TikTok trend that was like, uh, I don't look my age. And I, that's not my opinion. I have no idea what a 40 year old looks like. Cause I'm 40 and many people tell me I don't look like what a 40 year old looks like. Right? Like I have no idea. But he, so a lot of, it like most people are like, oh, you don't look 40 at all. Like everybody, every person I've, I've never met a single person who's like, yeah, you for, well, one girl, but she also was kind of a dick. Um, like she was like, mm, no way people think that you're younger than 40 and she's an unhappy person. Um, but, uh, so I don't guess ages. Oh yeah. This guy on TikTok like commented on that video and he goes, you definitely look 40. It's like yeah, trolls are so funny. Like, you know what I do when I see something I don't care for on the internet I just move on you know like I just move about my day if it's something like someone I follow and it's like super problematic I if I usually just unfollow or mute like I just it depends on the level of problematic but I'm never like I'm gonna I've never been on the internet and like messaged someone and been like or like commented something like negative about their it's so weird to me it's just such a sad thing years ago sidebar years ago I um Oh, we will get back to the neighbor don't worry. Uh years ago I um like I don't know it was one of my first modeling jobs and my mo- my grandma was still alive. So like 2008 maybe, I don't know. But I was in Vegas. It was like a it was there's a big like fashion show called Magic at the Convention Center every year. You're basically like a live mannequin. You just wear the clothes and you just stand there. And um I was too silly for that, but I did a nice job and it was fun, whatever. But I like there was a guy that um this is gonna bring up way more stories than I intended, but here we go. There was a guy that I had dated like years prior that was a pickup artist. That's where it becomes more um and now I have no voice, okay. I'm drinking water, I'm sorry, um I'm working so much, all I'm doing is talking, uh but yeah, so there he was a pickup artist, and I met him. Okay, I guess we'll have to give I don't think I've ever told this story. Uh so <laughs> should I just put a pin in the pickup artist and go back to the neighbor and just tell you uh why so the pickup artist, we hadn't dated in a long time. I'll put a pin in the pickup artist. I'll write it in my notes right now because you and I both know I will forget about it. Um so I yeah, I was I was uh the trolling thing. So I was in Vegas. I was on this this modeling job and the pickup artist messaged me and was like, and it was like when the internet, like, you know, like like social media was like super new. So I don't even remember what platform, but I think it was on either MySpace or Facebook. Like that's how long ago it was. And there was no Instagram. And he like messaged me and was just like, look, or he even just text me. I don't even remember, but it was so fucking weird. He texts me and he's like, look, I know things didn't work out between us, but it doesn't mean you need to message my girlfriend and say like mean shit to her. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, to this day, I have no idea. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You messaged her and told her that you were, she was trashy and ugly. And I was like, ah, uh, I, I was like, maybe I, I, like, I literally, I was like, I don't know. Was like hacked? I have no idea. The only, uh, like, uh, like the, woman in me now who's been around a long time likely this woman saw that we were friends on facebook and made it up because i i don't know if a troll whatever but i was like i'm i was like i've literally been working in vegas for two straight days i haven't even been near my phone like i like i not i can't even be near my phone so i haven't even Like, we were, like, going, like, late nights, early mornings. So I wasn't even going out in Vegas. It was so weird. And he was... And the funny thing is, like, he blocked me on everything. It was like... And then, I don't know, like, five years later, he came back and added me back on everything. And I don't talk to him. Like, I just was like... what? I mean, I saw him, I think, once, like, a couple of years ago. But I wasn't like, hey, did you ever find out if that girlfriend just made up what I said? Never heard anything about it again. But I just... I. I, that's the closest I've ever been to trolling someone. And I think someone just made it up or I was hacked, but I don't think people hack to go on to your, I don't know how the internet works. Adam Todd Brown, who uh, runs the, um, you don't even like this network podcast shows, the ones I guess how sometimes I probably don't find out exactly what that network is called. Uh, but I think it's, you don't even like this network. And then there's a show that's like, you don't even like this show. Um, but I'll triple check that probably uh he and I were texting a couple of days ago about um I was like do you know Mark Zuckerberg covers his his uh webcam in his house like all the webcams in his house unless he's using them and Adam sent me like a little like an Amazon link that was like yeah you should too and here is what it is because hackers will come it's just so crazy we've been uh, humans have been here too long it's 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 time to wrap it up I don't really mean that but like I don't not not mean that um, but yeah so I don't really troll people I also go back to the neighbor I don't really know how old people are I don't know I don't look my age so I have no idea so I, I he, he's probably over 60 no idea though and I met him a couple of weeks ago he was really nice he was really chatty he I've seen him twice since. Then and he's really nice, but he does do a weird red flag thing, and I don't know if this is just a red flag because I've dated a guy who says this in Los Angeles way more than I'm proud of, and I don't know if this is, like, like relatable across the world, but in L.A., when someone says they're an entrepreneur, it's just really, like, ugh. Like I have like 40 jobs and 40 things that I'm going after. You know what I mean? But just like, I'm an um, entrepreneur and it's usually like some douchey guy who's just unemployed, you know, like that's usually what it, but he's like an older man, but he's told me uh, immediately each time we start talking that he's an entrepreneur and I'm like, I don't know what that means. But I also, I was texting with my neighbor just now, my the neighbor that I'm close to because of what I'm about to tell you. And she was just like, I don't know, man, I don't have the energy to make friends with a new neighbor. And I was like, yeah, same. I just, he, I'm cool with just being like, hi, bye. I don't have the energy to like be pals. I just have, you know, right. right. Uh, I got my one neighbors. They watch my cats. I watch their cat. Well, we we all have only one, the one cat now. Um, but so like the last few days, he has been screaming in his apartment and I don't mean like blood curdling, screaming, like, you know, like, ah, but like, like screaming at someone himself, the phone, I don't know, but he's like really unhinged, like not as unhinged as the woman who used to live uh, next uh, the other side of me before my friend moved in, um, who used to scream to the devil at night, but like unhinged, just like yelling. And he's such a sweet man when you meet him. And I, yesterday I texted the couple that who I'm friends with. I was like, oh, my God, the new guy is, like, he's screaming in his apartment. And they were like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's so weird. And it's not that disruptive. Like, he's not doing it now. But if I was on a Zoom meeting when he was doing it and everybody I was on the meeting with was like, yeah, we can't hear it at all. And so it's not that disruptive. It's just, like... As long as you're not fucking up my work or my sleep, I like kind of don't really care that much. Like I don't want a silent neighbor because then you have to be kind of silent yourself, but it's just really fucking weird. And then today I, it happened again, like it's going on today and yesterday. And so I text my friends that are neighbors or my neighbors that I'm friends with. And they were like, are you going to call the landlord? And I'm like, ah, feels like a to-do. I'm like, no, the guy that lives below him. So the dude that lives below my name, the new neighbor who's like catty corner to me, like diagonal to me. He's lived there longer than I've lived there. This guy is not interested in my friendship, my acquaintance. He wants nothing to do with me. We've been neighbors, like diagonal neighbors for 12 years. And I f- think he said hi back once. I always say hi because it feels weird not to. He, but he's like, he drives this nice Cadillac. I know it's weird that I know, but he also has street parking, so we usually park next to each other. He has a nice Cadillac. He's like some kind of security guard. He's like, he's like an older black dude. And like, again, he might be 60. He might be a hundred. I have no idea, but he's like definitely above, like above 60. Right. And he just seems tired all the time and kind of grumpy like he just doesn't seem like he's into like and everyone like hi and once it took I think this was like two years ago so it took like a decade of me saying hi every time I passed him for him to go hello and one time I went down to do my laundry it opens at 8 a.m our laundry nobody abides by that really but like like there's no lock on the door there's not anything that like puts that rule in place but you know I mean people abide by it I don't mean nobody abides by it but there's not really any that makes that enforces that so i went down there one morning at 8 a.m on like a saturday to do my laundry and i walked in and it smelled like insane bleach like i mean like like somebody like cleaned up a dead body bleach and that guy the the security guard who's diagonal from me that guy was down there washing i mean he had I'm going to say 40 white towels just just completely pressed and folded on the laundry table. And he was washing more, which brings up so many questions. And I was like, oh, hi, sorry. And he and, which means he'd been there for a long time. And that's the only interaction I've ever had with him. The one that, that he's like responded back. Um, I've tried. I've tried. But then after a while, you kind of feel like an idiot being like, hello, and <laughs> am just ignoring you. Uh, he just kind of looks at you and keeps walking. And you're like, OK. He lives below the guy who's screaming, so I feel like that guy will do something about it. Like I feel like he'll he hears it too, so there he there's no way he's not gonna. I feel like I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with my landlords. I don't want. It's not really that disruptive. It's just really unhinged and weird, really unhinged and weird. I guess TBD more will be revealed. Um I. I'm yeah. I started this by being like, I'm feeling a lot, mostly good stuff. Oh my God. I forgot uh, the thing I did right before this. So I am working a lot. I mean, like I'm a little, I like, I feel a little overwhelmed, but I keep just being like, just do the task that's in front of you. Just do the task. And I'm, and I think i mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I'm trying to live in the balance of it. Right. Cause January is probably going to be really dead. Um, uh, most of my jobs will go dark for all of January. And so I will have to like hustle. And that's why I went to Thailand last year. And I, I decided this year, cause I was like, I kind of want to cause you know, I work a lot in uh, November and December. Like I work like, especially with this event job that I do. Um, I, I took the trip to Thailand and this year I kind of thought, all right, well, do you want to plan a trip? And I decided instead, especially, my my little car is on our way out. Um, I'm hoping for six more months, but the the check engine light is now officially off. That's a whole other story that I can tell you about. Um, it's just the amount of, like, if you're not a woman identifying person, the amount, uh, you don't know the amount of times and instances throughout the day on just a daily basis that you were just not believed. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's, it's bananas. And once you start like, like looking for it, you're like, man, I get questioned about everything. Um, I, I'll go back to the exciting news, but my, so my car's check engine light was on. Um, I don't know, like a month ago, it was after the whole issue with the car that maybe they didn't put enough uh, coolant in it. But I trust my, my mechanic, humans are humans, right? But the check engine light came on, um, I don't know, like a month ago. And I was going to an event and so I get to the, I I was bartending an event and I go to the event that I'm bartending and I, you know, I'm standing, I hang out with a, 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 like a handful of dudes and like one broad and I tell them about it and the dudes are like, you know, actually these dudes are really nice. They were like, oh, one was like, chances are, he's like, did you just get gas? Did you not turn it all the way on? I was like, dude, that might've been it. But I usually am pretty good about that because I know that that's. And then the other guy was like, yeah, we'll check it. You know, I'll walk you to your car tonight. And we just, we didn't work at the same bar, so we didn't see each other. But when I, I got home, I checked the gas gauge or the gas tank, and I didn't turn it. But it takes 50 to 100 miles for it to reset itself. I did a bunch of research on it. Apparently, it's like fumes or something that, that goes into your engine if it's not locked. And so that it, like, alerts the car. So when you lock it, it just takes a little bit of time to get it out. And so, but it wasn't going down. And I was like, okay, so... You can go to AutoZone. This is a good. I don't know if I've did a crawl space before. This time is not real. I'm afraid to yell cuz last time I yelled when I started the podcast the the whole thing froze. I don't know what is happening. Um time is not real. I do not remember what I I think I just talked about how I I get drunk and I eliminate people from my life and I and I, I don't know I thought that was really funny. Um but people who should be eliminated and not killed, whatever you listened to last week's episode, I am going crazy. Um, but if you go to AutoZone, they will plug your car in and do a uh, free diagnostic, and it will go to the computer and it'll tell you what's going on, right? So I get there, and the guy hands me the thing, and I was like, Oh, and he goes, Oh, yeah, he's like, I'm not that bit, bu- we're not busy, so I can help you. I was like, Oh, thank you, I would like that because I don't have any idea what the hell that is. And so we go out to my car, um, we plug it in, we turn on the car, we do the whole thing, and we go back in to plug it in to see. And the computer is like, nothing's wrong. Well, the computer is like, this will probably be wrong at some point, but there nothing's wrong currently. Like, it was like that, for lack of a better way to explain it, because I don't know what it, what it's, but it was like, nothing was, it was like, nothing's wrong. And I was like, oh, I, I wonder why the, whatever, the, the check engine light is on and the, the, manager of AutoZone comes over and because the guy was like I don't know I've never seen this before so the manager comes over and he looks at it and he's like this is weird are you sure your check engine light was on and I was like uh yeah he's like because it's saying that it wasn't and I was like well I don't know what the fuck to tell you man it was I was like okay and he's like It's just the amount of times we're just like not believed as, and I like as women identifying people, like you just go out in the world and people are like, that didn't happen. And you're like, well, yeah, it did. So I was like, yeah, the check engine light was on. And he like kind of argued for me and not really argued, but was just kind of like gave me a look like, do you know where the check engine light is? And I was like, and then the employee came over. He's like, yeah, Mike, I don't remember the guy's name, but he's like, yeah, the check engine light was on. I was just out there with her. And the guy goes, Okay, well, we'll go check it together. We'll do it again. So we all three go out there. And this time I was like, hey, can I be the one to plug it in? Just because you said normally you don't let people, you usually just send people off to their own devices. So I'd rather just do it now in front of you guys so I can like know how to do it for next time if I'm here and you happen to be busy. And the and the and not the manager was like, yeah, sure. So we plugged it in, we started it. And the the manager was like, your engine is shaking quite a bit. And I was like, yeah, it's a 20 year old car. Like it's, I mean, it's like 17 year, it's old. It's a, it's, you know, it's a 17 year old car. And he, I don't know what year it is, but it's around that, right? I just don't want to lie to you guys. Um, But I was like, yeah, it's an old car. And he's like, hmm. So we go back inside and he, he, uh, and by the way, it's now the engine light is turned off. And I assume maybe because we stuck a computer in it, maybe the computer just reset itself. Who fucking knows? All I know is it was on before and it's off now. And the guy was like, well, it's not on now. And I was like, yeah, but it was on before. And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. And then again, the employee was like, yeah, it was a whole back and forth thing. And he's like, and I was like, well, I think it was just, it might've just been the gas tank lid. And he goes, no, that's not real. And I was like, well, I know it's real because... What, <laughs> like, and then he he was like, "Well, your engine is shaking. I think that's what it is. Is your car normally that way?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, it's old. It's the engine hasn't been running. You know, I mean, when it came out, they weren't like the smoothest of engines anyway. <laughs> like, you know, it was a long time ago. Cars have changed insanely in the last twenty years." And he's like, mm, "I don't think that's true." <laughs> I was like okay well I'll and he printed out the paper I was like I'll take this to my mechanic and he goes you trust them and I was like I do and he's like you sure it's like what is happening <laughs> I'm leaving um so that being said man don't worry the Adderall is about to kick it something is going on I can't start over because something is happening. I don't have the mental capacity to figure out why garage band keeps going. The server is not working or it's overloaded. I probably just have too much shit on here that I need to clear out. Every computer I've ever had, I'll have it for like a year or two and then all of a sudden something weird will start happening and then it and then a computer person will look at my computer and be like, "You have 4 billion things downloaded on your computer." I'm like, "I don't know how things work." Um, so with that being said, so it, it's just so the the Adderall is about to kick in. Is what I was going to say before I was rudely cut off by my my beautiful computer. Um, I was like, I don't think I should take like an extravagant trip, you know, this year. But I really do want to go see my like chosen family for Christmas, who's been asking me, Roger, if you know Roger, Rogers, um, Uncle Roger, is my family. And uh, and you know Katie and Dave and everybody that I talk about on here and I've never asked permission for using their names constantly but they listen to it and it's been years and years and now I, I guess if it was a problem they would have been like hey can you stop using our name on your podcast um, we'd have to come up with like aliases and at this point I feel like it's too late uh, but they they all live in Maryland and uh, Roger keeps you know asking if I'll come home for Christmas come home for Christmas and can I just tell you how. For someone who doesn't have a home in a sense of like going home for Christmas, you know, I haven't had one of those in a very long time. And when I did have one of those, it was a very unsafe place. You know, my dad's place was not safe. My aunt and uncle tried to do that after my dad died, but it it quickly became not that safe just because... You know, I mean, I've already been over this, but just because of uh, the tension between believing me, not believing me, my dad being dead—that's their best friend. It's the whole thing, right? And so it quickly became not as like home. And I, and I, so I just, I've always, I've just never had a place that like someone says, "Come home for Christmas." I just haven't. And the last, you know, five years or so, like I'm going to. Ali's for Thanksgiving and it's like going to see family for Thanksgiving and Roger's like come home for Christmas I'm not from Maryland but it feels like I'm going home I'm going home for Christmas and so I was looking at flights I've been looking at flights for like a month they've been going back and forth no flights have been, it's literally been Spirit is like $200 and then the next one is like $700 at a regular flight, right? like a regular airline, not Spirit. I did so I found one today. I've been finding one the last couple of days. And the way back is Spirit because it was the only one that wasn't like $800. But it is a direct five-hour flight. I can do anything for five hours. And I will be probably tired from five days of just joy in Maryland with my family, right? Um, but the flight there is American. So, But yeah, I, I, I was looking at it. And then I was like, all right. There's three things I got to check to make sure um, before I buy this. Uh, One is my neighbor to see if she can hang out with my little angel while I'm gone. That's Lucy. For those of you just joining us, that's my cat who's afraid of everyone, including me most of the time. Um, And then, uh, oh no. And then, um, I just don't know what day it is, you guys. I I feel like I'm losing my mind. I am losing my mind. Today is that day. Oh, good. It is three o'clock. OK, I made an appointment early this morning when I was having some poop problems, which has been really fantastic and fun. And I couldn't remember what time I did it, but I did it really early. Um, uh, so. So, yeah, was, I, I so my neighbor was like, yep, we will be home. Um, We will check on we will we will we will check on them." And I love my neighbor, not the loud one who's been screaming all day, uh, but the ones I'm friends with, because I was like, you know, Lucy, Lucy doesn't Lucy doesn't want to be friends with anybody like henry you would have to come in every day and check on him because he'd want to say hello and be best friends lucy she's like every but she goes well i still want to come in every day and just yell out lucy so she knows she's not alone and i'm like that's the sweetest thing ever because lucy lucy does come to you i don't know where lucy is now but she does come to you when you call her if you're me she doesn't do that when she doesn't know you but so that was i was checking that and immediately she was like yep And then I'm unclear about our blackout dates for work because we run holiday events and, you know, Christmas falls on like a Wednesday or Tuesday or something. I don't know what day it is, but it falls on like a week. I don't know. It falls on a day where there's a full week before Christmas Eve and... So I was like, I don't know if we're not if we're allowed to leave during that time because people are still at work and they're going to want to have their holiday parties. That's where we come in and make guacamole with them. Right. And uh, that makes no sense if you don't know what, I, what my, my guacamole job is, what my friends call it. Um, and so I messaged our like our scheduler, HR, payroll that the person, the woman who's was a superhero and in charge of all of that. And I was just like, hey, I'm going back east for Christmas and I was going to leave on the 20th is that okay and she's like yep so i bought the tickets literally an hour ago and i'm it's just it's gonna it's exactly what i need it's been a it's been a stressful few months and like and i as i was starting to say i and i said i think a couple weeks ago i'm working on that balance right of being fine where my feet are let me explain because, like that's that's one thing when you're not present and the the meetings they say where where be where your feet are like where are you now that's where be there right and I have a tendency to and I know this is very common but when I'm busy I oh yeah I talked about it last uh, two weeks ago with the mean girls but when I and the one brought who I don't care for but said this thing and I was like that's so true when we're busy we're panicked about being busy like I'm stressed out I'm this I'm that and then when we're not busy we're panicked no money or work is going to come in and I'm I just want to be where my feet are right now I am really busy and I'm just doing the next best task like whatever task is in front of me right now I'm just going to do and uh, the, this song has been in my head all day like, because there's been a few uh, speed bumps in my day and every time something happens I just go okay Sarah, sirrah whatever it will be, will be. And I'm going to do my best and I'm going to work hard. But I am, I got two things to look forward to, which are holidays. I don't ever, like I haven't in a long time had like, like holiday family things, you know, like a few years ago, a bunch of my family, my real family, all rented a house I think like not like maybe five hours away from here and did not invite me <laughs> was like oh we had Christmas it was really great we had such a good time all of us were there you were not I'm like yeah I know I saw the pictures it's so fun that you guys do that um and so it's it's really rad to see my life shifting to where I have Christmas and Thanksgiving plans with people that fill me with so much joy and I'm I'm Whew, I'm really excited. um there was something else I was going to say with that, but I don't remember. but I am going to Maryland, and I have so many sweaters. I don't really have any winter shoes what are are they boots tennis shoes? What do people wear in the winter time in like snowy places? Who knows? We'll figure it out um Oh, I'm so excited. I don't... And also, my best friend, uh, Katie, who is a mother of my favorite child in the world. I haven't seen him in, like, three years. She has had another baby since then, and I have not met that baby, and I cannot wait to meet that baby. And then the second baby... So there's three boys and the middle baby. I don't know why I'm calling him babies. I don't know how old the middle one is now. He's like three, but he's huge. He's, uh, our, our, my, our friend lovingly calls him Gronk because he's huge. Um, like he does not look like a three. I think he's two or three. None of us know because he's so big that we're like, he can't be two. He's gotta be three. Right. But we can't, uh, when I saw him last, so he was like, it's so interesting. He was a COVID baby. Right. And if you don't know what that is, it's a baby who was born obviously in COVID when everything was locked down. And so the only human interaction he had was his big brother and his mom and dad and then stuff over the screen. Right. And then Roger. And so when, and then when things started opening up and I went back there and I, you know, I got to hang out with him. He was very like, the first like four days was like, who in the hell is this? And so I can't, my, my, our, our other friend went out there who calls him gronk. And she's like, Oh my God, he is, he is a ball of personality. Like he is, I cannot, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It just makes the mountain of work ahead of me in the next month just seem doable. Oh, so exciting. I also learned something, not learned something today. Um, I, I, I've come to, To accept this about myself, I have made a friend with this woman who is just no notes. She's just fucking delightful. She's compassionate. She's smart. She's empathetic. She's funny. She's, she's. Ambitious, Like, it sounds like I'm in love with her. I mean, her and her partner, I constantly joke that we should all just date. And I'm like, we should just date. Why can't I be a part of your couple? Uh We're all going to the Bronco game in a couple of weeks. A um, couple of things to be excited about, right? So uh she has this quality that I, I'm just gonna, okay. I've realized, it just feels weird to say it. Like, if we, I, I'm a leader. I'm a person that, I'm not a type A personality, but like, like I'm not like, yeah, I'm not a type A personality, but I'm a leader and every job I've ever had, I'm always, and this happened years ago when I worked at big wings, when I was like, I would like to be a bartender. I go to the owner. I'm like, I want to be a bartender. And he was like, we need to have a meeting. I'm like, okay. Nobody else has had to have a meeting when they wanted to be a bartender, but let's have a fucking meeting. So we sit down, we have the meeting. And he goes, I will make you a bartender. But you have you have to understand your role here and your role here is that you are a leader. And what comes with that is that everything you do, you're watched and people, if they agree with what you're doing, they say, I fucking Kim Crawl's doing it. So that's why I'm doing it. And he's like, and if they don't agree with what you're doing, they are so quick to throw you under the bus. And it's going to get harder when you become a bartender. And boy, I was going to say boy, doggy. That's not even a saying. <laughs> uh, but oh, boy, was he right. It really did. But I have been reminded of that in the last like six months or so because there's been a lot of places, and I I do quickly move up when I start working somewhere. Um, and it's not. And I even even when I like I, I new bartending job I just started. I'm like I'm just going to like not be the dad is what I call it. I'm not going to be the leader. You know, I'm not going to like, like take, be take charge, but like, I, that's, and I just, and it's not a bad quality and I'm not bossy and I'm not any, like I'm, I'm, it's, I'm good at it. And I'm, and I'm, when I'm good at something, I'm good at something. And it's a really weird place to be. And it's been highlighted recently in a couple of jobs where it has been. Well, Kim Krawls doing this. And then no one's throwing me under the bus, but it is a very, it is a weird line. And it's also weird to compliment yourself in that sort of way or like accept or especially when you're someone like me who is like extreme imposter syndrome. But I like one job is something, you know, one, one place. It's like one thing, but like three to four places, you're like, oh, you might, you might be this personality, which is good. Um, but I, I've learned that in the last few weeks in my busyness of my job that, like, I'm not only my leader, but I'm also respected. And it feels good, but it feels scary. And I don't know if that translates well what I'm saying over this show. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes me look like I'm, I'm quite the leader. But I just, it's, I think it's important to look at your good qualities and of yourself and be frank about them, you know, and it's just come to my attention a lot. And then this made me remember a story that I haven't thought about. So the leader part is great, but I haven't thought about this. And I talked about it. If you're a Patreon subscriber, I told Maggie Mayfield about this on our podcast, but I, I did not, I did not do it on, on here. Um, all right, I I, I want to do it on here because I haven't, I legit haven't thought about this. So when I was a child in the summertime, um, some summers, I don't know, some summers I'd spend it with my grandparents maybe or there'd be a babysitter. Uh, my childhood, how I remember my childhood, if this makes any sense at all. You know after you've had a night of like heavy drinking and the, and you didn't like you, you remember the night before, but it's like brownish. You know what I mean? Like, it's like kind of vague. You're like, I know that that's how I remember my childhood. Like, it's very like, and I know that that's like a disassociative trauma, PTSD bullshit, I know bullshit, but like, thing. I know that that's why. And so I'm unclear of what dates, but I do know the year I, w third grade, I think to fourth grade, I went to summer day camp. So I'd go to summer day camp for full summer sometimes. And then sometimes I think I just spent it with my grandma, and my aunt, and uncle. I'm not a thousand percent sure, but everyone now seems to claim that they had me for the summers. But I know I went to the summer day camp a couple of times. And I don't even know where my father found the summer day camp. Um, how many times can I say summer day camp? Um, I don't even know where this dude found this stuff, but like and it was fun. And this is also the place this isn't the thing that I've I haven't thought about in years. And maybe you never told anybody until Maggie until the other day, but I remember one time, so I, back to the leader thing, I was always the one who like dictated what we played. You know, like I was always like, oh, we're gonna, today we're gonna be mermaids and I'm Ariel and you're gonna be the purple one and you're gonna be the, you know, like I was, I, bossy might be the word other than leader, but I'll take leader over bossy. But I think both is, I think people call women bossy when they, when they are direct and leadership roles instead of like men are like assertive in their, they're leaders and women are bossy and annoying whatever but i i I dictated so one of the games i would dictate us playing and now to this day i'm like man i should have written that down that became a huge movie as a child and i don't know maybe this is why it became a huge movie because everybody felt this but i used to pretend we were bugs and we were all it was like a bug's life we were all different bugs and we all lived in different trees and then we all would go to work and we basically played house, but as bugs. And the thing that never, I always wonder is no child ever questioned any of the, none, any of my methods, except for one, my best friend from high school and junior high who we, she and I played dolls like way too late in life. Um, She didn't question it. She just went along with it. But we're playing dolls. And she goes, you know, you're the only person I've ever played dolls with where, like, there has to be, like, some sort of life-altering conflict. (laughs) Like, she's like, normally you just play dolls. Like, you're the, you know, the mom does the mom stuff and the dad and you know it was the 90s so it was very you know like patriarchal dad goes to work mom cleans um but you know like she's like normally we just do that stuff and I wasn't that way I was like no I have a doll that is Jasmine but really I call her Xena the warrior princess and we are gonna get into every time we play we have this villain and it wasn't a very creative villain it was um well I'm a little embarrassed um it was Fingers and they were just our fingers. <laughs> we just walked around like our fingers were legs and they would attack our dolls and they were called fingers. And I can't remember what her hand was called. Cause mine was like the scary one and hers was like, but maybe I, I was just the bad guy and she didn't use her hand. I don't know. That sounds so fucking weird. Um, but every time we played there was like this life threatening thing that would happen. And then Cena would save us and, the mom and dad would work together to, like, get their wagon and everything. You know, sometimes we'd have, like, like life-threatening uh, like life weather coming down. And we only had these little wagons. So we had to, like, tie them to the... Like, I always had this, like, dramatic story in my head. And the only kid that ever was like, it's kind of weird, was my friend. But to be fair, she was, like, 16. Like, we were, like, 16 when we were doing this. Where she was like, I've never... Um, so I went to the summer day camp, and nobody ever questioned anything. I like you know, we're playing bugs today. Today we're mermaids, and so I don't. This is the thing I w- that reminded me of leaders that I don't remember who told us about this or who, or I. I told Maggie about this the other day, and I haven't talked about it. I don't know who directed this, but ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be a famous actress, and. I know one of the counselors who probably I wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup right now, who probably was like a teenager himself. Right. We were in third grade going to fourth. Right. I do remember that because I remember the girl that I used to play. I used to play mermaids with her name is Stacy and she was super blonde and we were both in third grade and she was way cooler than I was. But I was at summer day camp. So like nobody knew I wasn't cool at summer day camp because we were not my school. So I was like, oh, I'm popular. See? See, I'm popular. Um, But she was really cool, and I was always terrified of her finding out that I just, like, wasn't a very popular kid. So uh, our camp counselor, who's probably a teenager because it was the 90s, and, like, anybody could watch her kids at that point, right, Uh, directed a music video that I was the star in, and it was basically we just acted out the leader of the pack. Do you remember the the like motorcycle leader of the pack, like he dies. He like gets in a car wreck and dies. And so I know that someone had a motorcycle, like an adult. We like the guy like filmed the motorcycle while the motorcycle crash was happening. And then just played the music over it. But like me and this kid, I think his name was Mike. He was like super blonde too. Why was everyone so blonde? Uh, maybe no one was blonde. And that's all I remember from my youth. But he was like cool. I was cool. I was cool, but I wasn't pretty. So like he, he was cool, but was like, Ew, I'm not gonna, I'm not and like, we can pretend we're dating in this thing, but I'm not gonna. And I'm like, get over yourself, Mike. You're really blonde. I didn't say that. I was more like, I'm going to be Mike's girlfriend for this thing. I think, I don't know. So, we acted this thing out and we did all these little scenes where we were like at the gumball with There was, it was all centered around a gumball machine. I think that was the only thing we had that was like kind of colorful, whatever. So we all, we would just like, we played the music and he and I would just like act like we were hanging out. I don't remember that. All I remember is so he dies, right? So he gets in that car wreck. If you remember the movie, I are that not the movie, the song, I, because there's a, okay, there's a lyric in the song. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I told this to Maggie the other day and I thought it was really funny. So I'm sharing it with you now. Um, and I forgot about it until I thought about the leader thing. Cause something happened today in work that I can't really share. That's why I got kind of weird about, but something happened today at work that was like, Oh crap, I'm in that position again. And I'm always in that position at work. Um, and it's a good place to be. It, it's a good, it means that like I can succeed in all the things I want to succeed in whatever. So it made me think of leader of the pack. Vroom, vroom. Um, so there's this there's a there's a line in it that says, I felt so hopeless. What could I do? Because it was after her boyfriend died in that car accident. Right. Or the m- motorcycle accident. And so picture this. I'm in third grade. I'm wearing a dress. Right. Because it's summertime in the 80s and 90s, early late 80s, early 90s. I don't know. Time. Um, Ten years old. So, yeah, 90s and some teacher high school kid someone much older than me is videoing this and being like you're really sad your boyfriend died and at some point before he died uh the little boy mike gave me a ring and we had this whole moment during the song where he gave me a ring so i had this ring on and so he's filming me next to this gumball machine after he dies and i'm I have my hands in my, my face in my hands, and I'm acting like I'm sobbing because my boyfriend just died in that accident. Right? I don't know why I have to keep saying that. You guys, you guys are on board. Uh, and I'm crying. I wish I could. I one day I'll get all the YouTube videos up. So if you are watching on YouTube, it is five years later. Um, I I have my head, my head, my face in my hands. I'm acting like I'm crying. It's all very dramatic. And then when it says I felt so hopeless, what could I do? I I. I noticed the ring he gave me and I p- pulled my head away slowly and then I slowly took off the ring and I stared at it for a while with you know, tears in my eyes, just very dramatic. And then I put it on that gumbo machine and I walked away. And I don't know if I did that on my own, if the high school director was like, do this big dramatic thing, 10 year old. But I haven't thought about, like, something unlocked that memory. I haven't thought about that memory in 20 years. But I thought it was really funny and really fucking bizarre. They also used to play at the summer day camp. They would play The Lady in White, I think the movie is called. I've looked it up a few times, and it seems scary to watch it alone now as an adult, let alone just play it randomly throughout the summer for a bunch of children. So again, it was a different time. It was the eighties and nineties. Anybody could watch your kids. I think a high school woman watched me for quite a while. Um, I told you about that though. That was, that was odd. She, uh, she was awesome. I wish I could look, I could find her. Her name was Michelle, but I know that's all i know about her like she she that literally all i know about her um i thought about asking my cousin who's sort of in the same grade as her if i could look if we we could look at his yearbook next time i see him because i think we went to the she was at the same high school i ended up going. it doesn't matter but um the so she watched me a bunch which is wild because she was like 15 no she had a car so she was like 16 and i was like 10 and it's just the 90s were wild man um and yeah, one, one I told you guys about this, this is so weird why I'd want to find her is because I would be curious to know what she witnessed in my home. Right. And like, like what? Cause like, so she babysat for me for a couple of years. And then, um, in junior high, I was like, I can be home alone. It was also wild. Cause my dad would kind of pick and choose when I could be alone. And when I couldn't be alone, there was times when I was really young and I was a latchkey kid. And then for a while, I was like, you need a babysitter. And I don't, I think, I, I think my dad just had a lot of demons and every now and then was like, she, she should be reading more. And then now we're going to do hooked on phonics. I'm like, I'm 17. What's happening. Right? Like, I think he just, he's like, I, I shouldn't be leaving her alone. I'll get a babysitter. So, and so and when in junior high, she kind of left, but then she would come back if my dad went over like away overnight. And then she, cause she was, this was the babysitter. Here's your poop scoop here's your poop scoop. Cause they, this is, I poop my pants at this point at this, this uh, spoiler alert. I'm the one who pooped my pants. So she sp- stayed the night. Her name was Michelle. So she stayed the night for a week, for like a couple of days during the week. Cause my dad was out of town for work. And I had a box of Correctol. I was in seventh grade. I had a box of Correctol, And if you don't know what that is, it's the pink laxative that has like the blonde woman in the front who just looks like half naked and really soothed. And it's like, it's a, it's a laxative that you do not look as calm as that woman is when you take correct all it is not. And some guy named Jed, I guess in my, high, in my junior high was selling them, telling people they were M&Ms. And I'm like, who's buying these from you? First of all, you're the sketchiest person in the whole junior high. I'm 11 and I know you're sketchy, right? Second of all, once that, like they're pink, are you painting them? Like you're not so that I, he never tried to sell me them, but somebody told me that he got expelled because he was doing that. Um, but you know, it's the nineties and it was the rumorville of whatever. So one morning I hadn't pooped in a while. Um, and I was kind of gassy. Uh, you know, I've had these problems most of my life. I really wish a doctor would just help me. I did get a couple of emails from you guys with some help because it is starting to get a little, it's getting worse and it's kind of scaring me a little bit because my, my IBS situation, sorry if you're new and you're listening to this, but it, it actually is scaring me a little bit. Um, But, but so thank you for those of you that have like sent out information that might help me. I appreciate it. Um, even if I haven't been able to respond, my life is in shambles, um, (laughs) Oliver, that's what it was. My life is in shambles. Um, so Yeah, I I walk out, and the wild thing is this woman slept in my dad's bed, which, like, that guy slept there naked every night and did not wash those sheets often because I didn't know you had to wash your sheets until I, like, as often as you should until, like, I went to college. And I was like, wait a minute, how often do we do that? Um, He was just a dude, you know? So she slept in the bed, and, of course, I knew he slept naked. You all know why I knew he slept naked. So she slept in that bed. I think about that a lot, like, that that woman just... uh, this high school kid just slept in my fall. Like it would have been less weird if she just slept in my bed with me. Right. If we just two teenage girls, whatever. Right. So I walk out uh, in the hallway in the morning, she comes out of my dad's room and I show her the correct all. And I go, what is this? And she goes, Oh, well, and she's like a funny, sarcastic broad. She was 16. I don't know what I'm calling her abroad, but she was, you know, she was like a funny whatever. And I was like, um, She's like, oh, well, it'll... I was like, well, help me if I'm gassy. And she goes, it'll make you shit. And I was like, oh, but it'll help the gas? And she goes, well, yeah, because you'll shit. You'll get it out. And I was like, okay. So I unsupervised went into the bathroom and just took a couple of them and went off to school and then shit my pants at school and I I was just as surprised as you know I am now if I boot my pants like oh no um and I, and I didn't go home because I there were no cell phones I didn't have anybody to call Michelle's in high school so she was at school so I cleaned myself up the best I could maybe that's why I didn't have that many friends in junior high Maybe one day everybody knew. Well, my my best friend and I did bring our dolls to school quite a bit. There were several factors as to why I didn't have really that many friends in junior high. Several factors. But... But so what I want to find her for, so that's your poop scoop. I pooped my pants in the seventh grade. It was more of a shart. And so it wasn't like a full blown load. So I was able to like clean it up and go back to class. But that might, I don't know if I just had the realization live here on Crawl Space or not live for you guys here on Crawl Space as to one of the reasons I didn't have that many friends. Also, I went into junior high with some, like some cool friends who got really cool in junior high and they knew too much. They knew too much. They were like, yeah, we're not gonna ask you along to be a part of the cool people, and I. Then I was devastated. Now I'm like, that's fair. I was really into wearing Looney Tunes, played dolls quite a bit, and peed my pants all the time. So it's, it's fair. You are moved up. It's fine. Move up. You know. And one of those girls, uh, one of those girls actually listens to this. So hi, if you know who I'm talking to, just so you know, when you got cool in junior high and you didn't bring me with you, it is fair, man. I. I would have, I would have brought you back down to the, the back down to the nerds with me. So, um, but she's great now and you know, we're adults and who gives a shit. Obviously she listens to this, so we're fine. But, but so back to my, the babysitter and why I want to find her. So like, you know, the time went on, she moved on, but she started working at the car wash by my house. Um, this makes me sound like I grew up in a really small town, but there was like a big car wash by our house. And my dad always went and got his car washed there. And, and he always got her, you know, she always, she was always there and we always said hi. And it was always whatever. And then she got married and I think we went to that wedding and it was always just like, whatever. And then one time, this is the moment that I just want to be like, what in the fuck did you see? What the fuck did he do? And what did you see? Because, we, were, we went and got the car washed and usually he would walk in and I assume now as an adult he'd probably just walk in and tip them and then come back, right? And so he came back and he goes, well, and I was like in high school and he goes, oh, that was weird. And I go, what? And he goes, I don't know. I like I like went in to say hi to Michelle and she got like super freaked out and like she acted like I was like hitting on her and like she like wouldn't even hug me. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I, it stuck with me for 30 years or 20 20 years being like what did you do to that woman? What did you do when you went into that car wash? Because then I wasn't, I had no wherewithal to admit any of the things you were doing to me, let alone think about the things you were doing to other people. But now that I've unlocked all that, I'm like, what in the fuck, Tom, did you do to my old babysitter? Who knows? Maybe I'll find her one day. I feel like if the universe wants me to find her. I did not talk about anything. Oh, well, we'll end on the um, I did write it down. I told you I wrote it down because I I would not have remembered if I didn't. Uh, We'll end on the uh, the pickup artist that I, I I'm, I'm assuming like it makes sense to me I again live the revelation now is that probably the girl saw that he was following another girl and just made that up because they didn't date much longer and he never any event whatever right so crazy people are nuts man um, and I wasn't a threat at all I had zero interest in this guy this guy had zero interest in me but so years ago I knew a guy who uh, who and I don't know how much I can even talk about this. I'm going to be really vague because I don't want to like throw blow someone's spot up. But like years ago, I knew this guy and he was really cool and really funny and awesome. But he was like, I mean, he was like he was just, you know, he was he was he was uh, all right, he was balding. It's important for the story. He was balding. He didn't have a lot of style. He was like, it was, you know, whatever. He was kind of like a nerdy, balding writer guy, right? And I mean, he's really funny. I actually wanted to date him for a long time because he was really funny and engaging. So like, um, but it's important for the story. So he he was tied up in a lawsuit for like years. And this is where I'm going vague, uh, where basically he wrote a a really hit television show like wrote a television show, showed it to his friend at college that here in California, showed it to his friend in LA. And then three years later, that guy he showed it to made that television show and it became a massive hit. And my friend got zero credit, zero money, zero anything. So my friend sued the guy and he was tied up in a lawsuit for a really long time. Uh, we never talked about it. We just knew it was happening. And he, and, and then one day he came back and was like, I cannot talk about how it ended. But then he had a Porsche, he bought an apartment and he got hair plugs. (laughs) And like, so we were like, "Well, you won. Like we, we obviously know you won something. Right. And so, and then around that time, he started working as a pickup artist. And he was like, you know, the peacocking. I don't know if you're unfamiliar. This is not as popular as it was, thank God, uh, like 10 years ago, where these pickup artists were telling these guys to do something called peacocking. So, you know, how peacocks are like the male ones have like beautiful feathers and that's how they get like attract a, ma- a mate. So, these guys are telling. These other dudes who are unable to get women—that the best way to do it is wear something com- like f- fucking bizarre, basically something that will really make you stand out and it'll be a conversation starter that women are attracted. It's very, it's it's very stupid, but and thank God it's not the trend anymore of like guys being like, "Oh, I'm gonna peacock I mean, it is some places the alpha beta bullshit, but and by the way, if a dude says any of that stuff to you, it's a fucking red flag and run because I dated some of these guys. Um, <laughs> Obviously I did. Uh like you're no one shocked. Listen to that. So I uh I yeah, so I like I went out with him one night and it was actually I mean there was some stuff that was kind of cool. So he started dressing kind of crazy and he was explaining the peacocking to me and there was some stuff that was kind of cool. He was like, "Uh will you come out with me tonight to this bar? Uh, a bunch of my clients will be there." And he was like, "Look, here's the deal. A lot of the guys that hire me are just really insecure dudes who've never been able to talk to women and they just want to learn how to talk to women." He's like, "We've been doing this course for a while. Will you just come out?" and be nice to these guys. Just hang out with them. Like you're a pretty girl and you're nice. So can you just be nice? And so I went out one night and I met his partner and his partner is the guy who messaged me in Vegas and said, so that guy and I started dating a little bit. And he was, I remember, so one morning I was laying, uh, the next morning I went home with him that night. We didn't, we, I I know we never slept together. Um, I don't know why I had to think about that. I know everybody I've slept with for the record. Um, But I went home with him. We, like, kissed or whatever. And we woke up in the morning, and he was explaining, you know, being a pickup artist. And then he goes, you know, I just... The novelty is really worn off about being able to just get any woman I want. I just... I just want to find, like, a girl that I can, like, take home and, like, treat really well. And he's, like, you know, telling me all the things I want to hear, and I'm falling for it at first, and then I sit up, and I'm like, oh, you're good. But he was so cool to date because he was such a gentleman, and we did never, and he was he was funny, and he was a gentleman, and, like, he, and part of the pickup artist thing, it's so weird, it sounds like I'm standing up for it, simultaneously spa- smashing it, or bashing it, which I for sure am. Um, but he, he, uh, he... Oh, what am I saying? Oh, yeah. So he, like, he would. The pickup artist stuff was cool because it was like you, would, if you go on a date with him, you were on a date with him, like y- like he was with you only you, even with cell phones and everything. Like before the bar, like the bartender, the server would come over. He would find out what you wanted to order, like not even like what are you gonna like not like so I can order for you, but just like what are you gonna get? And then you'd be like, oh, I think I'm gonna get a cabernet, and he's like, oh, this is what I think I'm gonna get, and you're like, great. And then he'd order for you, and it was like this small like gentlemanly things that was always so. And then like on dates, and you know, I'm old fashioned in terms of like. He asked me on a date, you know, unless we're like in a relationship, you're going to pay for the date. Right. And that's a controversial thing that I don't want to get into right now, but he would do a thing where like the check would come and go and I wouldn't even have a chance to do that idiotic check dance that is fake anyway. Right. Like people, women who were like, oh, I put it down, but if he lets me pay, I'll never see him again. And, or other women who are like, I fake it, but hope he pays. And then some guys are like, if she doesn't at least fake it, I won't go out with her. It's so fake. It's like, you asked me on this date. I don't intend to pay. Like that's like you. If I asked you on a date, I would expect to pay, but then I also would be really impressed. You know, I I like gentlemen. I liked. I I I always get frazzled when I try and explain this because you have people from both sides coming at you, and it's just like I don't. It's preference for everyone. Don't date me if you don't feel that way. But like, it was never like a check dance. It was just he was just the pickup artist, and he was really funny. Like one night he came into Big Wangs. He was so funny. He came into Big Wangs, and I was like, oh my god. The guy I'm kind of dating just came in because everything's a situationship, especially when you're 25. Like, oh my God, the guy I'm kind of dating just came in. And, and, uh, and I was like, oh, I'm so nervous. And my, my, he sat in my friend's section and my friend was like, well, I'll go over and see him. And then I will. I will, you can take the table, but I'll go over and greet him or whatever. And I'm like, cool. Cause I was like, oh, I gotta get ready or whatever. Right. So she goes over and she's standing there for a while and her face is just like, this bitch had no poker face. This is one of my best friends at big wings had no poker face. It was just like, okay. And then came back over and she's like, what in the, who in the fuck is that? And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, first of all, his whole face is smashed up. I'm like, what? She's like, he has like two massive black eyes and like a bloody lip. And I'm like, what? And then she goes, he looks at me and he goes, Hey, is Kim crawl here? And she goes, uh yeah, she's right over there and points to me like on the way other side of the bar. And he goes, Oh, thank God. I have a restraining order. She can't come within twelve feet of me. And then he and then they just stared at each other. And that's why she was looking, and then he just started laughing. He's like, Just kidding, I'm seeing her. Yeah, bring her over. And then he got in a car accident or he got beat up or something. I can't honestly, I cannot remember why his face is all beat up because it was like such a mundane answer and everyone was fine. But it wasn't like I guess it is weird that I don't remember why face is so beat up, but it was like 15 years ago. So yeah, I dated a pickup artist who one day we, and I don't even remember why he stopped dating. We just faded away. And I see him from time to time in Hollywood. He were, he, we follow each other on Instagram. He's like super successful now doing something else super wild, but, um, he's on private jets all the time. It's, I mean, good for him. And, uh, and he's still with the same little friend, not the one I knew, but he had another little partner that was a pickup artist too. The whole thing was fascinating. So that's the episode, friends. That's the episode. Um, let's do a uh, I'm One Lucky Broad. I need to drink some tea tonight. I have a show tonight. I um, By the time this comes out, I will be at the improv on Sunday, the 26th. Uh, there's a l- ticket link in my bio, so please come to that if you are in Los Angeles. It's a big show for me, so if you are free, I would love, love, love to see your face. Um, and I'm One Lucky Broad. You know, I'm One Lucky Broad that... One, I get to go see family for Christmas, which is really fucking awesome. And that we get to call family, that we choose family, you know, that that's becoming more and more of the norm. Like I get to hang out with three little boys. That was three little boys. I got cut off again. So before I get cut off, because like I'm in like a gymnastic scheduling thing right now where I'm like, I got to go right now. Um, I'm so grateful. Yeah, I get to hang out with three little boys. Family, I get to just... Oh, I'm so grateful, and I'm grateful for the work, too, you know? I'm grateful for all of you. I'm just, I'm trying to be where my feet are. Just be where my feet are, you know, do the next best thing. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, you know the drill. If you want to be a Patreon subscriber, uh, check your inbox soon. New subscribers, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to have you. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm You should be getting something soon. I apologize for the delay. Um, my life is in shambles. Uh, I love you all. Thank you. And if you want to be, yeah, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, you get us some bonus episodes, some perks, and uh, you support the show. And I love it, love it, love it. But I understand the world's on fire. So I love that you're here every week. Just listening. That's that's awesome. That's support enough. So thank you, friends. Um, I will talk to you soon. Uh, Be kind, be safe. It'll be Thanksgiving. Uh, by the time most of you listen to this so uh, happy Thanksgiving I hope you have a great day with people you want to be with and uh, you know you get to I love that holiday even though it, it comes from the worst possible everything uh, but it was the first holiday that I spent with like friends anyway I have to get out of here I love you all I love you um, be kind be safe I'll talk to you soon bye roll space, roll space.